0: gb athlete kate jaden who ran 106 back-to-back marathons uh, for the guinness world record whilst holding down a 40-hour working week uh, i remember ringing her one day just to check in and go hey kate how are you getting on she's like oh i did a marathon this morning got a busy day tomorrow so i'm gonna try to do one this, this evening when i come back from work i'm just like oh my god okay yeah <laughs> it's so inspirational time is the biggest killer because people procrastinate for a long time saying, when's the right time to do it? Have I missed the timing? Timing's the best time to do it just now when you have the energy and you get the enthusiasm and the passion to go after something, because once you go deep, you're going to be working long hours. You're going to be giving it everything. There's going to be a lot of sacrifice in in everything that you do, but you're happy to do it because it's yours. And it's your, your journey and you're bringing people on it with you and you're motivated by that. And, so that's kind of uh, why I encourage anybody just to give it a go. i being humble enough to actually listen. But they said to me, listen twice, speak once and you go very far. And it's just so true. Some of the positives from the playing days is you learn to decompartmentalize failure very quickly as well. And like, that's an unbelievable asset that people don't understand. As much as professional sport is brutal, you definitely learn how to um, deal with challenges and adversity so much better.
1: Hello and welcome to the Brian Moylet Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Moylet, former Irish age grade international rugby player turned high performance mindset coach. Each week on this podcast, I bring you an interesting person or message. To help you discover how to be happier, more fulfilled, and more successful, my new book, "The Book on How You Become a Pro Rugby Player," is available now on Amazon and Audible, with links in the show notes. If you love this podcast, please send it on to some friends. You can subscribe on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and can also leave five-star reviews there. Thanks, Emil, for spending some time with me today. Now let's get into it. You so I'm with Darren O'Reilly, founder of Hold and former professional rugby player, so an old teammate of mine as well. Um, so Darren, chat to me, good to have you on. Give me a brief overview of uh, your playing days, I suppose, suppose probably up until then we played together in Lansdowne, what, around 2014?
0: Yes, making me feel very old. Uh, firstly, thanks for inviting me on, delighted to uh, have an opportunity to chat with you and catch up. Yeah. So. As you rightly pointed out, that was 2014, 15. I think we won the All Ireland that year, the year before. Um, I think it was actually the year before. And then the year we played together was my final year. Um, but before that, kind of maybe go back to uh, more the kind of the earlier days. Um, I actually didn't start playing rugby until I was about 13 or 14, so when, when I went to secondary school, I was sport-mad, uh, played literally everything but predominantly Gaelic games. Hurling was really my uh, my favourite sport. Uh, funny enough, we actually uh, went on and won an All-Ireland with Kildare, which is gas, uh, which anybody outside of Ireland uh, or in Ireland would know Kildare are not a stronghold for hurling. They're definitely a <laughs> footballing county. Uh, but once I went to secondary school I just fell in love with um with rugby went on played all uh, underage uh, provincial and international teams and then ended up getting into the Leinster system um and then went across to the UK played in the championship and then um Conor O'Shea gave me an opportunity for people in Ireland um, he took on the director of rugby at Harlequin's um and had a great time there with some incredibly talented players um, and environments. And then went back to Leinster when there was uh, some injuries. Joe Smith gave a call and Guy used to be. And then we went went back went back and finished the season there. And then uh, unfortunately there wasn't a contract at the at the end of the day. But that's kind of the harsh realities of sport. I had an opportunity to go back to the UK. Um but as you can probably uh, feel it feels like a bit of a yo-yo um, and I was really conscious I didn't want to be uh, behind the eight ball when it came to the corporate world because I kind of come from quite an entrepreneurial family and hard work was always driven into us so I was really conscious that um, as much as I was fulfilling a lifelong dream again to be a professional I maybe uh, didn't want to be too far behind the eight ball because ultimately As I think most children growing up in Ireland who play rugby, they want to go on and play for Ireland, the national team. And I think that that dream was fizzling out.
1: Yeah. And so you're kind of you had a crack for a few years and played for a few years. And then what you got to a point where you're just like, ah, it's not, you know, I'm not the trajectory isn't here. And and there's kind of other avenues I could go down.
0: Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And like I was really fortunate that the generation that I was playing with was probably um this current team is phenomenal. Um was uh it was kind of the early onset of a once-in-a-generation team. So like you had Johnny at 10 um for for majority, for almost all the underage stuff. Then you had the likes of Bergs McFadden in, in the centers, Dev Toner. Um, Sean Cronin there's a whole array of really talented players Billy Holland in the second row with with Sean Sean O'Brien in the back row it was a a really gifted generation um, and it was great to play with them but when you're getting injured or not being selected and you see these guys uh, progress you're not you are frustrated because you obviously want to be playing all the time but you're also admiring how well they've done so um, the reality was I wasn't um, progressing at that, 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 at that level. Um, and anytime I was getting the break I get my body would break down. So I originally was a, a back rower um, and then turned into a prop um, when uh, uh, when I left school, so I put on quite a lot of size. Um, and then I think that could have led to a number of injuries as well.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I think I understand that myself. Um, sometimes you know, rugby is put on so much weight, and sometimes bodies are. It's I don't know. Bodies might be cut out for being twenty kilos above what your natural weight is, and then doing what you're doing. But I I don't know. If that's maybe. But I didn't realize that a few years back.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and look, I have I have no regrets. Really. Obviously, I would love to have gone on and and emulated what um, my mates did. Uh, Because like that was was all our dreams growing up, right? But I think the things that I've taken away from from the game are invaluable. Like the skill sets, that intangible skill sets that people don't even realize. So like small things like teamwork, uh, self-motivation, setting goals, uh, learning how to read a room, a dressing room, uh, as you know, Brian. Uh, that is a skill that in the corporate world isn't necessarily there that often, particularly in um, in kind of larger corporates. You're trying to build um, a high-performance, uh, just say high-performing team within an office. There's so many of the skills that you just take uh, for granted in a high-performance team, a sports team that is, that just naturally happen. So like small things that I remember um joe smith brought into lens which i thought was really good was this every in every shake hands in the morning and it's just an icebreaker that everybody had the same respect and that was from um the seasoned internationals to academy players every to the medical team to the backroom staff everybody shook hands and i just thought that's such a great way to do things. so when i moved into into the corporate world i used to do that at People are looking at me go, geez, who's this fella? Shake your hands. But it's just a great way of breaking down barriers. Everybody speaks to each other. When you do that, you say good morning to somebody, everybody opens up. And like those small little skill sets that you take on with you through your normal like corporate life when you
1: leave are invaluable. Oh, yeah, 100% great point you make there. And it's something... I think that... Have a crack, whatever, and earn loads and loads of money, but it's like 0.1%, or you know, of or whatever. But um the the stuff you take from like all this, like all those things, like being disciplined, hard working, and then uh, the stuff you learn within those environments, like it's not particularly because I chat to school teachers sometimes and different people, and they're like, Oh, we don't wanna be telling our people, our kids to be going after sport or this, that, or they want to be balanced and whatever, whatever. And I was like I'm kind of like, ah, you know, why not? And you know, there's sometimes I once or twice I've got a little bit of friction there, but, um, yeah, I think the stuff that you learn in rugby is is invaluable. Yeah, there's there's so many like, so many
0: different skill sets within a team environment, whether it's rugby or any other team sports for 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 that matter, or any even single discipline. I think team sports bring out the best in people because it is, as it says in a tin, it's a team sport. And you have, everybody has their role and their responsibility. And then there's people going uh, for a collective goal. So everybody has to buy into it. So it's like, I was listening to um, another podcast and one of, it's actually with Professor Damien Hughes. um, Mm. And he was talking about uh, Jose Mourinho and some of his... um, some of his mantras I think one was like either get with the fucking program or leave and that's sorry for cursing, but I thought it was kind of funny like nobody really people who are in it everybody was completely bought into it and there's very rarely as in a change room where people didn't buy into what the team environment was or what the team culture was or what the common goal was um and i told when he was talking about that it just kind of resonated i was like that's true everybody just buys in and it's all whether it's um short medium or long term goals everybody just buys into it
1: Mm. how did you find going back to leinster like you mentioned joe schmidt and all those players how was stephan's environment oh it's class it was amazing um it was um
0: just even to see how much the the environment evolved in a short period of time from training facilities to um, just the whole structure. Really, really good. Um, And there's a reason why that they're one of the best teams, if not the best teams in Europe, and probably arguably one of the best teams, rugby teams in the world. Their facilities are amazing. Their coaches are are second second to none. And... um, the mindset is a is is very much so high performance winning culture. And like they use what did they use last year? 50 odd players. I think they're going to do the same this year. It's really unheard of in uh in in professional sport that they're able to do that and continue to perform. It's
1: amazing. Mm. And so chat to me then about your transition out you mentioned how then while after that then transition back to the corporate world what did you go into first up
0: yeah so um moving into the corporate world was who was an adjustment from being in, in a dress room with all your mates um uh, there certainly was a bit of a culture shock but um so i moved into digital transformation so um i moved back to london actually to do that to do that uh which was really good god thankfully i had um when i was working for uh a plc uh, i had a really good managing director that kind of almost mentored me for the first couple of years and lucky i was i was able to progress really quickly under him uh ended up being kind of running a sales team and everything like that and it was it was great um certainly um it was a big change. I I would have considered uh, myself really disciplined in regard to what I ate, how I trained, and all 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 of, all that good stuff. But unfortunately, I found myself obviously moving into a different career, working extremely long hours, and learning kind of uh, probably that, probably a steep learning curve. Um, and then some of the good habits kind of fell away, like being prepared, being able to fuel myself correctly, and that was probably where the genesis
1: of Hulse up was born as well. And so, yeah, chat to me about that. When did the thought for, I so suppose that's you say, the thought for up, Um yeah, chat me about the process of that, because I just find that mad, like, and, and so impressive. And uh, yeah, chat me about that from the thought to to that. Time.
0: Yeah, so kind of the ideation, as I kind of kind of alluded to there, came from when I moved into the corporate world. Um I was, like many of my peers in the office, trying to um, progress. as always pretty, like, we're all trying to work hard. I found that um, in the mornings, I would either skip breakfast or have a coffee on the way to the office, and then at lunchtime, I'd be trying to maximize my lunch, or, yeah, go for a long walk, so work out to the gym during, during the lunch hour, and then just grab something like a meal deal that's kind of cheap, convenient, but nutritionally disastrous and I was kind of look around the office and everybody was doing the same thing as I was we're with all good intentions trying to live a very healthy lifestyle um but unfortunately that um life uh, probably demands of the corporate world and demands of family life just didn't um we weren't able to live up to it it, it led me to losing uh, quite a lot of weight Um, which definitely was not part of my plan. I lost over 20 kilos in weight, which is a lot, um, which is a scary amount, actually, when you think about it. Um, So when I started looking at the market a lot more, I was like, okay, how can we solve this? Um, So I reached out to my now co-founder, Dr. Brian Carson, who is um, a senior lecturer in University College Limerick, and... uh, and and, and thought leader within the space. And we kind of looked at how we could kind of go about solving it. Uh, It wasn't easy. It was a lot of um, hard work trying to find a formulation. So a lot of, I don't know, um, obviously you know quite a lot about the nutrition space just from your own background, but a lot of products are white-labeled. So what that means is that a manufacturer gives you a formulation and you put your branding on it and then you try to ship it and sell it we didn't want to do that we wanted to um have a blank piece of paper and formulate our product from scratch which is challenging now some of the challenges i never even thought about was like how the mouthfeel would feel um the aftertaste the palatability all this sort of good stuff and then trying to find a manufacturer during the height of covid where we weren't able to get into the facilities. You go in and you do kind of sampling outside. It was all remotely. So there are some of, the, some of the challenges at the start.
1: Cool. And, yeah, I'm aware of white labelling. And to be honest, that's what I thought you would have done But because, um, yeah, that, that's what a lot of people, that's what I know a lot of people do or it, within that area. And um, so you didn't do that. So, um yeah, chat with them. So, is it like in England or what? You gotta, you gotta get this recipe together and all these different ingredients and put them together and then have them manufactured somewhere and yeah, getting them out. Or...
0: Yeah. So, so basically, yeah. So, in a nutshell, what we did, what what Brian and I set out to do was kind of simplify complex nutrition. So maybe we we'll start off. What is wholesome wholesome Whole, soup? whole soup is is a high protein superfood shake that's nutritionally complete. That is a bit of a mouthful and a tongue twister. So to break it down, what actually is it? It's a product that has 13 superfoods, uh, 31 grams of plant-based protein, uh, healthy fats, so true uh, coconut, flax seeds, and sunflower seeds, and then some healthy carbohydrates. It has a perfect macro and micronutrients. So when we looked at how we're going to stand out from the, the kind of competitors was the ingredient profile that we'd chosen so we chose organic cherries the reason why we chose organic cherries unbelievable for for uh inflammation reducing inflammation on the joints uh beetroot for example really good for blood flow um the list goes on we could talk about broccoli and spinach really good for for nitrate um, as well But what we wanted Wholesup to ultimately do is to uh, support people to be at their very best on their busiest days. So we see Wholesup as being uh, optimal for wellness and performance. So really is able to aid people to uh, be at their best and be a best version of themselves.
1: Cool. Yeah. I literally just chatting someone yesterday, an expert around um, inflammation and that's like something that i think we're all gonna have to become more aware of it's it's maybe i don't know it's a killer the right word but it's very um it's serious like uh, and we are more and more inflamed or whatever um just and it's yeah it's it's causing heart disease and everything yeah
0: absolutely and like it's a it's, it's a really grown concern and like the other the other thing that i think people don't like to talk about this the kind of silent pandemic is obesity as well so when we were selecting the product that we chose is we made sure that we didn't have any added sugar in there additionally we looked at making sure it was allergen free and so when we talk about the allergens a lot of people don't even realize they have different uh, intolerances um, and particularly females have more intolerances in general than, than males. But this is kind of um, IBS awareness month. So where we were trying to making sure that we're able to support multiple facets of diets as well. Um, but the big one is, I think, right, you're right with the anti-inflammatory, but also not having additional sugars. Um, when we look to when we compared ourselves to the market, it's crazy to see the amount of sugar that's in products and i know um, governments around the world are bringing in sugar taxes and things like that which is a which is a great incentive
1: mm. and so then getting it out there so what you got you got the supplement together you got the ingredients and you're like the this is it. and then from there after you <laughs> and brian have got your 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 shake together what's the next step
0: yeah, so when we so eventually we got the, the taste down because I believe if something doesn't taste right, people mm. are just not gonna buy it like this whole myth that like something has to taste rubbish for it to be good for you is just so wrong. So we got the taste and, and palatability bent. Then we decided to look at how we wanted to position ourselves in quite a masculine and physical um market so if you go on to many of our competitors you'll see that it's quite scientific and macho uh, so we decided we want to be a more open inclusive brand Um part of the reason why we're called whole sup it's a whole food supplement um, and you're able to actually read all the, uh, the ingredients on the back of the label which is a very important thing that people um, need to probably start being a little bit more educated on um, but that's also it is an education thing because labels are are tricky. Um, so once we decided what was in the product, we decided what we're going to, how we're going to package it. We didn't want to be. Um, I feel that the, the supplement space is a very plastic and crowded plastic space. So what we did was we brought out our our pouch in a home compostable pouch, so looking after the environment as well. So. You Can compost your pouch in as little as 90 days 90 to 120 days, which is pretty cool. Um, and then we brought it to market, so we've we were we are very focused on the UK and Ireland. Um, it is funny when you launch a product, you're expecting to um, hear you're kind of we were on a Shopify site, so we're expecting to hear the the way if i don't it's like kind of like a cash register popping once you turn on your your store that doesn't happen just just to be just to be very clear it takes uh it takes uh some family and friends are nice and they'll place an order make you feel good about yourself for the first couple of days um but then the kind of the, the big bad world really starts happening so we have to get our name out there so we've been very fortunate that um we have some amazing ambassadors uh, supporting us. We uh, fueled uh, GB athlete, Kate Jaden, who ran 106 back-to-back marathons uh, for the Guinness World Record, was holding down a 40-hour working week, uh, which is just, it's it's, it's just ridiculous. Um, like, talk about, uh, I remember ringing her one day just to check in and go, Hey, Kate, how you getting on? like i was kind of having a bit of a bummer of a day i was like kind of like you know feeling a bit sorry for myself it's like oh i did a marathon this morning got a busy day tomorrow so i'm gonna try to do one this, this evening when i come back from work i'm just like oh my god okay yeah <laughs> it's so inspirational
1: the ingredients at the back of labels that's something that um yeah obviously i was wearing for a while but uh is important yeah because another one i heard there recently is that Half the food we're eating, you know, processed food, you get stuff out the freezer or whatever, is chemicals disguised as food.
0: Yeah, so we were super conscious about this. So, so our facility, our product is has two ISO certifications on it and then it's FDA approved. Additionally, uh, we are informed sport approved. The reason why we don't have done this is. is a lot down to what you just said, um, because when it comes to labelling, so with we're, we're informed sport. So basically, that means that if you're a drug tested athlete, you can take our product. But there's a, gre- a growing movement towards products that are informed sport tested because one, they're trusted. But then two, when it comes to the labelling, it's so most labels can be like uh, 15 to 20 percent off, plus or minus, right? Which is muscle with informed sport you, what's on your label is in your product and if it's not in those in those in those parameters you fail and you don't get your certification so like it's not just like a one and done every time we get a factory run we have to get our product retested and then in the process of this the other beauty of informed sport is they they independently go and buy our product randomly and then they test it as well so that it is at the highest quality at the level that we're saying it is with the potency that we're saying it is in each of the ingredients. So if we say that there's 31 grams of protein, there's 31 grams of protein. But if we say that there's X amount of organic cherries, that's up there, or red sea algae or whatever the ingredient we want to say, that means it's all there. But it, I find labeling um, is the Wild West within the food industry. It's something that I think needs to be uh, really looked at um, as well. And it's definitely something when we were reviewing the overall market we were super concerned about it because we want it to be built on honesty, transparency. and that's these are some of the steps that we went to to kind of ensure that our product was actually is doing what we say it does and actually has what it's, what we say has in it as well.
1: Cool yeah that's class and it's something interesting you say there about uh when you get you know you go through all this process and get your product there and get the Shopify store up and I I know exactly me when I wrote the book and I'm like oh, I'm gonna help rugby players and and you're you're full of enthusiasm and then you get it and you get it published and then it's like it's like then the actual hard work starts like I love your um your uh, mission or the people you're helping like I worked in the corporate world too and like I know exactly what you're saying in that you know rushing around, your you're trying to get to the gym and trying to get food etc etc and it's like spot on like that that's needed and that'll help people and then you know likewise with the book I'm like oh people need this yeah you, you know young players need this. then you gotta actually get it out there you gotta get it to them you know and that's the hard part
0: <laughs> oh yeah it is and like everything's test and learn and As we grow, we learn more, we get bigger data sets, we understand. But I think, like, talking about some of the positives from the playing days, is you learn to decompartmentalize failure very quickly as well. And, like, that's an unbelievable asset that people don't understand. As much as professional sport is brutal, you definitely learn how to, um, deal with challenges and adversity so much better than some of um, other people within the corporate world. And I'm not just saying that about uh, rugby, but that's, I believe, any team sport gives you that, uh, or any discipline sport gives you that skill set. And it's definitely st- stood to us. And I even look at when we're looking at hiring people, you um, to see what what personal interest they have and stuff like that. And like when you're kind of profiling your next hire, it's really, for us, we kind of, we're not solely going to say, oh, athletes would be great. But somebody who has, if they're an ex-founder, it's amazing because usually the reality is founders often fail and they learn how to fail their next uh, athlete even if it's to a high club level they know what it's like to be in a team of our environment roll up the sleeves and just get on with multiple tasks so it's just interesting when you're kind of looking at growing the team but i believe those skill sets have all come from uh, my background
1: oh yeah spot on and it's something interesting you're saying there and i fully agree in that I remember living with a friend and he didn't play sport. And then after work, he'd be saying kind of like, he'd be telling me about some of the the struggles that he'd be having in the, and it's like uh, not being able to deal with people straight up. I'm like, you know, he'd be like, oh, this person, this, that, and they'd be at loggerheads. It's like, man, like this is like, you go through when I was like, when you're 10 years of age, 12 years of age, you learn to deal with people and, and just, that inability and it's so true whereas and i've found as well like of course i you'd hire athletes and um or people who've been in those team environments it's it's such a big part of working in a team in the corporate world in any world
0: yeah and it's it's not it's just i think i think it's an added bonus because they know what it's like like to pull up the sleeves and kind of work together at a fork for a common goal and i also um also for us when we're looking we also like people who have who have startup experience as well because it's always a little bit more scrappy and it's a little bit more um everybody has to be able to muck in and get in together and make sure that we we pull through it and just make it work
1: yeah and uh, you mentioned there earlier that you come from an entrepreneurial family and something that i love you're saying there about founders as well like other founders that come on or fail or whatever, and the the idea of failure and it's something within sport of course you go through it every third or fourth or fifth weekend hopefully but uh not you know you don't know I mean? <laughs> you don't don't losing all the time but uh you know it's sport yeah but uh, it's something when i moved to the states um i really my mind changed a bit as well in that you know they're obviously the way they are and like have a go and they they really commend the person who has a crack and they love people having a crack and failure is just like they don't care it's like we'll we'll learn and go for the next one you know they're very entrepreneurial in that way and growing up in Ireland I certainly was not that way you know I I wouldn't have tried things or whatever and I think maybe things are changing but um I don't know this was you probably what from your family you had that um you had that where you're like have a crack with that entrepreneurial spirit
0: yeah I don't know I think I definitely come from a very entrepreneurial family. So, like my eldest brother, you would have met both my brothers, Dan and Lanzan, quite a bit. Uh, So, Stephen, my eldest brother, he is a restaurateur. So, he has a number of restaurants. One of his kind of better known ones would be Mad Egg, um, which is a chicken shop, which is quality for anybody in Ireland. You should go ahead and try it. Shameless plug. Um, And then James, my middle brother, he's in the US and he's been there for um, 15 years now living in New York. And he um, is extremely entrepreneurial. He, He runs a collaborative workspace. Um, that actually went public last year, which is amazing. And then uh, my mum, she was um, in in manufacturing and interior design. Steak, and then my dad is just extremely hardworking. So this was always kind of having a crack was always kind of installed in us. Um, I remember our first business actually was um, we had we grew up in a farm and we had eggs and we used to sell them to the butcher. I don't think you'd even be allowed to do that now. Just. <laughs> but we used to sell these eggs to the butcher and I must have been know, seven or eight because Stephen was well, maybe a bit younger. Yeah, seven or eight and Stephen was the eldest. And we were doing this for like a couple of years and like, was, we actually having a bit of a serious inquiry recently where the ledger was because uh, it was in Stephen's name, <laughs> but it certainly went missing. But that was kind of our first steps into like our parents encouraging us to try like just sell something, just get out there and sell it and give it a go. And I think that mindset was uh, thankfully installed to us, but I think it's really important to have the freedom to actually try something. Um, I'm not saying that um, it's great to fail, but you certainly learn if things don't go your way, you learn pretty quick. And one of the cultures that we have here within Holesup is we learn fast, fail fast, learn fast, and move on. Um, Because we're testing so many different things around uh, messaging, if we're running ads, anything like that, we can see the data points very quickly. And we just have to learn really quickly and then we move on and, and double down what's working. And, and that's an iterative process. And that's kind of like when you get into the weeds of kind of being um, a little bit of a data nerd, you kind of get excited about these things as well.
1: Yeah, no, spot on. I love what you said there, but um, you're encouraged to try things and to have, a you know, with the salad eggs or whatever. And that's the same in sport. Like when I'm coaching now, geez, it's um, that's the, the core of it is you, you encourage people to try things because if you're afraid of the eggs not working out, then you don't do it. Or if you're afraid of the in rugby, the pass not working out, you don't do it. And that's something, unfortunately, like we've all had those coaches and maybe it's called cool, like they say old school, but like um, you're afraid to try things in case it doesn't work out. And then you, you, you just don't try things and you just play cautiously yes. and conservatively.
0: And we always, we all have friends who talk about doing things, right? We all have good, good mates who will talk about down the pub or whatever. Go, yeah, I, I want to do this, and like, I always encourage like, like all my friends like, to give it a go because, like, even though we're really early in what we're doing, I've never felt as fulfilled as I do right now on this journey because. We're progressing. We are doing what, what we what we what we've set out to do. It's not as if everything's going perfectly, but we're making it happen and we're making the strides in the right direction. And I think sometimes when we're like, I know when with some of my pals are like, oh, I'd love to do this and this that and the other. I'm just like, why not give it a go? What's what's the worst that can that that can happen? Um, I know. I'm sure who was saying it recently, I heard somebody else say, like, time is the biggest killer because people procrastinate for a long time saying, when's the right time to do it? Have I missed the timing? Timing's is the best time to do it just now when you have the energy and you get the enthusiasm and the passion to go after something because once you go deep you're going to be working long hours you're going to be giving it everything there's going to be a lot of sacrifice in in everything that you do but you're happy to do it because it's yours and it's your your journey and you're bringing people on it with you and you're motivated by that and so that's kind of uh why i encourage anybody just to give it a go
1: spot on and what you said there um it's so fulfilled and it's so true or that's what i've found as well and you know there's a lot of um uh, people have all these like things in their mind of why they don't like you say they're all like they all of these reasons going on in their mind of why not to do it or why they can't do it or why the time isn't right the time is never right but you know a big thing um for me is just uh is is yeah being fulfilled like being happy and 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 uh you know, and and I've just found out that that yeah, yeah, once you do it, it's scary. It's um, it's challenging in different ways, but man, it's exhilarating.
0: Yeah, like when you get a win in whatever the case may be, within the business or or in coaching, there's nothing. There's kind of it's a weird feeling because it's just like it's a satisfaction. It's like yeah, that is what we planned, and it actually has executed exactly the way we wanted. We've learned so much from this and we have X amount of data points from it to, to prove it. It's just, it's a, you're right, it is so fulfilling and it's unbelievably rewarding. We're, we're seeing it a lot at the moment in, in, in the business and it's just really, really exciting. And seeing, um, getting, I'm sure you're getting it with the book as well. It's getting, when you get personal feedback from a customer who's like loving the product, it's just, there's, there's literally not a better feeling um like we're like hosel provides great energy and gut health and like the feedback that we're getting from people on it it's just like it's it's unreal like it's just such a it, there's actually not a better feeling when you get get somebody uh dropping you an email or you bump into them somewhere and like oh dear your yeah, yeah yeah we use it for x amount of time it's class and it's just like this is amazing thanks <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. Gut health is another thing that's huge and um, feeds into mental health, obviously, and and just overall wellness. And something just uh, the other thing on that, when you say that too, it's, you know, like, it's very difficult and challenging, say, do what you're doing, or I find what I'm doing as well, like, you know, things can look cool, like, oh, you're, you know, doing this, that, that. it's like, oh, that looks so cool. And that's, oh, that's somewhat people might think it's easy. And, and, it's very challenging at times. And what I found as well, I learned this from someone, but um, you get those, the universe or whatever, as a way of just giving you those like feedbacks when it's like, oh, Jesus, isn't working out? Oh, this is tough. I'm <laughs> the, rough, the roughest day ever. And then you get a message, you get it, whatever. You're like, oh, it's worth it. Let's keep going.
0: Yeah, yeah. It is funny like that. I think, you know what? I think if you, like, it definitely has the world of the funny way of working. The harder you put, the more you put in and the harder you work, the more you're going to get it. And like, it's not like, I know some people might say, oh, you're working like a busy fool or whatever. But I honestly believe people put in enough graft, listen to people and willing to take on advice from people who have gone that road before um, and being humble enough to actually listen. I think, I can't remember who, what coach I had, but they said to me, listen twice speak once and you go very far and it's just so true like when we surround ourselves with like when we're like when we talk about hiring when we when we're hiring people I want people who are way smarter than me in their particular skill set or when we're looking for mentors or investors and all that sort of good stuff we want them to be adding so much value that it's far beyond my skill set or knowledge or the teams or Brian's and that's the humility and being humble enough to actually listen to people and actually take on their advice as well
1: oh yeah brilliant point and so important in in every area in sport and whoever you are just learned that myself so much over the last couple of years is um surround yourself with people who are smarter than you and and truly listening yeah like listening you know i thought my early 20s i listened but you don't listen you you don't at all you know you're just waiting to respond. (laughs)
0: yeah yeah it triggered up okay i don't need to say that so it's like yeah but like look that's also evolving isn't it like we're like everybody's continuously evolving like i wouldn't have been able to speak as openly and as kind of candidly about these sort of things a year or a couple of years ago because it just takes you could take a while to uh learn the skill set and be open to actually trust in other people's opinion and then execute on the bits that you feel are most relevant and be able to decipher what's important as well.
1: Hmm. And so are you based on London now or the, like uh, the team over there? So we've uh teams based
0: in Ireland. So, uh, which is great. Um, so we're on uh, a hiring phase at the moment. So if anybody on the pod has good talent, we're looking for a growth manager and a new product development manager as well. To continue
1: to uh, bring out some awesome products, brilliant class. And so, what's the the plan? Like you said, just um, continuing to push out around UK and Ireland. That's the kind of let's say short medium term plan.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's that's the that's the, that's the short term plan. Anyway, um, we've shipped to eighteen countries so far, um, which is great. We're going to open up more. Um, distribution channels across europe soon enough and then uh we're also bringing out new products so um potentially looking at reduced packaging size of single serves and then um also working on new flavors which is fun as well oh it's uh, um, yeah, it's great it's a crazy time when you're kind of uh, back in the labs having fun uh Learning from other people, like the food scientists and stuff like that, it's uh, it's it's good.
1: Cool. So you're there's a, a lab somewhere, what in Ireland or Dublin or something. You're going in and yeah. you're
0: yeah yeah working working on the blends, making sure that the taste is right, texture is right. Getting it then, like it's it's um, yeah it's really fun. Um, Doctor Brian looks after majority of that, but I always uh, love look getting in the mix as well.
1: And I was you know, whenever you get free food and work, is good. So getting a few shakes and going in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. We're actually um, looking to team up with more corporates as well for um, more of their wellness sections and general snacks sections as well. Because there's never a million people looking for more functional food as well. So not just snacking on the typical Mars bar and stuff like that people are just so much more uh, conscious of how they're fueling themselves. They're like looking at what the benefits they're going to get, what functionality they see in the product, how it's going to be able to support their lifestyle. If it's going to make them, give them more energy, it's going to improve their gut health or their focus. If it's going to keep them sustained instead of getting that three o'clock spike or slump, all that sort of stuff. It's amazing to like speak to consumers and hear like what what really triggers them to select like wholesale, for example.
1: Oh yeah, that is your. I think that's a winner. You'd be onto there. Like I remember four, five years ago, going with one of my friends who was working in HubSpot in Dublin, and went in there with him, and that was the first time I'd been in one of those offices that has like the free, free everything, the food and stuff, and and it was fri- as well. yeah, and it was like Friday afternoon, and then like there's beer on tap, but like there's a there's vending machines. Uh, and I was like amazed. At it. So I was like, Oh, you just go and press it and you get it. And he's like, Yeah. And so, like, but it's all bags of crisps and chocolate bars. And then me, we had like four or five beers, you know. But like, I know that if I was working there ugh, properly, I I wouldn't want to be eating chocolate bars and crisps and, and drinking beer or, you know, so sort of, or that yeah, much.
0: Yeah. yeah it, it's funny. And I just think, I just think people, are, consumers are way more educated now than they ever have been. Um, and, it's almost like it's more than just what's in the product. It's also what the business does for the wider society, if possible. So, like, small things like what we're working on now at the moment is becoming a certified B Corp. So the reason why we want to do that is because we want to be able to give back. We want to be able to ensure the staff, as we grow our team, have uh, treated great. We want to ensure that we're respecting the environment and, the, uh, and make, being as sustainable as possible and also balancing profit and good as well obviously where um we have the shareholders we need to be reporting back on so we need to be a profitable business but we can do it in a responsible way as well
1: good stuff and so thanks much for your time and where can people find you find you and uh yeah the business
0: yeah so wholeshop.com so w h o l e s u p p.com and then follow us on social channels and one of the things that we're really driving is uh, that we're an open brand. So if people have any questions, just hit us up. we would be more than happy to answer any of them. We are um, we're on an, uh, on a mission to empower people. So by being able to bring all the best superfoods into one convenient uh, and nourishing shake, we feel that we're, we're uh, one step closer to doing that.
1: Really great stuff. Um, well, thanks, so man, for your time, Darren. Good chatting, and uh, love what you're what you're doing and uh, the journey you're on. Cheers, man. Appreciate it. Cheers for listening in today. I hope today's podcast helped you on your journey. Be sure to check out the show notes in the description for a rundown of today's episodes and all the important links. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to be an absolute legend, please share it with a friend on social media or by text, and let me know what you enjoyed about the episode over on our social media channels at Brian Moilot. I really love hearing your feedback and it helps us make the pod better. Also, please subscribe to the podcast on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts, you can leave up to a five-star review. If you're in sports or business and you want to get better results, you feel like you're capable of more, you want to be happier, more fulfilled, more successful in what you are doing, head over to my website now, offfieldrugby.com, and we'll set up a time to have a chat for free. You can get my new book now on Amazon and Audible, and the links are in the show notes. Thanks Emil for clicking in today. Have a brilliant rest of your day. Cheers.